Hello and welcome to the Sex Within Marriage Podcast. My name is JD and I blog over at uncoveringintimacy.com and today we're tackling another group of questions from our anonymous have a question page. Uh, We have another couples night uh, coming up on June 8th. Uh, It's usually the first Thursday of the month but we had a conflict this month. Uh, You can get access if you are a $5 a month supporter. Um, They're not recorded so you have to show up or miss out. Last month, we had a lot of fun with about a dozen couples attending. And so if you want to join in, um, become a supporter and you'll get the link to Zoom call. And lastly, we just released our guide to edging. One of the wives in our Becoming More Sexually Engaged course asked for ideas to help slow down orgasms because she was having them too quickly and then was too sensitive to continue. Uh, I offered to write a how-to on extending the sessions and pushing off orgasm and this request resulted in our new ebook called The Art of Edging, Enhancing Connection and Pleasure in Your Marriage Bed. If you're interested in extending your sexual playtimes, this might be worth checking out. And now, on to the questions. Question one starts with, Hi, you must be aware of the recent articles discussing how many people are trapped in sexless slash dry marriages nowadays. Often after the honeymoon period, the woman starts regulating and reducing the frequency of sex. Sometimes after children, this occurs. Often it leads to to low or no frequency. This is withholding of affection that involuntarily turns to the other turns the other spouse into a celibate roommate. This used to be a long-term legal reason for a divorce. No normal heterosexual man gets married not to have sex. Many women, however, do get married with the idea of eventually not having sex with their husbands or use sex as prostitution quid pro quo to get something from their husband. It's a sad state of affairs, really. For those men trapped in a sexless marriage that didn't expect or want, who may also want to stay married because of their promise to God, where does masturbation fit into the for these men. It's very easy for women to lose interest in sex, and the one major thing that makes a husband and wife relationship different from two people simply being roommates. Men have 25 to 50 times the testosterone of women. There is no comparison between a woman's low level of self-control needed versus a man's. So, I'm not aware of any specific recent articles discussing the topic. However, this has been an ongoing issue in marriages, both in the church and outside, for years. And this question presupposes that it is out of malicious intent that women intentionally trap men into sexless marriages. I think that's a rare case. I also don't believe that many women intentionally use sex to get something out of their spouse. I think that's a fiction created by our media. Does that mean it doesn't happen? Of course not. But I don't think it's as prevalent it's a prevalent dynamic. I think that some men feel this way, but I've never actually encountered a marriage where this is the case. Well, some few are, most men aren't trapped in a sexless marriage. They feel trapped. That's not the same thing. If you talk to the wives while they find it easier than the husband to continue without sex, most of the time they don't want a sexless marriage. What they want is to have an intimate marriage. In most situations, there are issues with attitudes, communication, and behaviors that neither knows how to deal with. And so they get stuck in a dynamic that's sexless and intimacy-less. So what I think is a sadder state of affairs is when people think that masturbation is a solution. It's not any more than divorce is. It's a method people use to sidestep fixing the issue. It's much harder to have an honest conversation about marriage and do the work required to build true intimacy and trust. 
And the desire to resort to masturbation shows one of the reasons they're not having an intimate relationship with their wife. They've reduced intimacy to simply having an orgasm. They separated sex from a relationship. And frankly, I'm not surprised at all that their spouse doesn't want to have sex with them if their attitude is, well, you don't give it to me, I'll get it somewhere else. Because it shows that all they want is an orgasm, not a relationship. If the only reason they're working on the relationship is to get sex, that will come through in their interactions with their wife. She will feel that intimacy with her is just a means to an end and that the goal is to actually use her as a masturbatory device instead of connecting with a real person. So that's where masturbation fits in. It's a deception to make you think it's a solution, but it's a canary in the coal mine. It just shows where your heart is and it's not focused on your spouse. It just wants to use them to get physical gratification. Instead, I suggest having a real conversation with your spouse about your desire for an intimate marriage. If you need help, book a coaching call. There's a link in the show notes. Uh, I've helped many couples restart their sex and their marriages and both be happy about it, but it's typically not something I can fix or help you fix in a single email. Question two says, hello, Jay. Is it possible for a man to appreciate a woman's beauty without lusting after her if he's not married to her? And should women dress more modestly to help out guys that are struggling? Or do men need to do a better job of controlling their eyes? I have heard a lot of women talk about how they should be able to wear a very revealing outfit without feeling like they have a bunch of eyes locked on them from men. But why would they wear outfits like that if they're not wanting to be noticed? Shouldn't they wear modest outfits in public and then be able to show their beauty to their husband in private? Do husbands like wives that show off their body in public so that he can show others what a beautiful woman he's got? Thanks. I think this question is excellent because it tackles it from both sides. We have a responsibility as men and women do as well. Of course, all this applies if the genders are reversed. I'm just using this dynamic because it's what was asked. Is it possible to appreciate a woman's beauty without lusting after her? Yes, I can fully admit there are a lot of beautiful women in the world and recognizing that is not lust. In the biblical sense, lust is a yearning, a desire to have or experience something. Uh, there is a difference between, wow, she is stunning and I wonder what it would be like to have sex with her or I would like to see more of that body. That's where that yearning, that desire, that lust comes in. And the appropriate response from men is to appreciate that beauty, but not give in to the temptation of desiring to experience more of it. Likewise, with women, in this scenario, it's appropriate to dress in a way that augments your beauty, but not in a way that intentionally causes someone to lust after you. And I think both sides often misbehave here, even in churches. There are men, married and non, looking at women with no consideration other than their looks, and often drawn to a particular areas like their butt or their chest. And likewise, some women wear push-up bras at church and intentionally show off cleavage or wear pants that make their butt look amazing. Why are they wearing four-inch heels if not to accentuate that part of their body? If they're focusing on those two areas, why? I, I think they know the sort of attention it'll draw, and I think it's just as bad as the men looking. They're both committing adultery as I see it, uh, one for looking with that intention and the other for inviting the looks with the same intention. But I also think it's possible to dress simply to look beautiful without attempting to attract lustful attention and still attract it. And it's also possible to draw that sort of attention and fail. Intention doesn't always lead to the intended behavior of other people. 
So I'm only talking about when people are intentionally looking for that attention and others are intentionally giving it. Um, there's equal responsibility in those situations, and they're both committing adultery as per Matthew 5.28. As for husbands wanting to show off their wives, I think they're in the same boat. They want others to lust after their spouse. They're inviting adultery, and this makes them complicit in the same sin. Question three is, hi, Jay. I'm not sure if this has been asked before or how you could go about compiling this, but I'm looking for a good sensual music playlist for sex with my wife. Nothing super upbeat, just smooth and sensual. I've looked this up to try to create my own playlist based on random articles I've seen. For what I've seen, these lists aren't great. My wife and I have actually never done music in the bedroom, but I've been thinking it might be a fun way to spice things up a bit. Any help from you or your Facebook group can provide would be much appreciated. So first off, just a quick point of clarification. Our supporters group is on a private forum on a private server. It's not on Facebook. So if anybody's been thinking about joining and worried that it's on something like Facebook where you know, your identity is known. It's not. Almost all of our supporters use aliases and names that are not recognizable in public. As for answering the question, this is going to be highly subjective. Uh, for example, we had a bunch of people in our forum suggest jazz music in the past, but both my, both my wife and I would be immediately turned off by that. Uh, we also have some of our supporters recommend looking for massage playlists. Uh, I linked to one in the show notes. Um, one of our supporters actually made two playlists. Um, they have like a romantic date night one and then a Christian romantic date night one. Uh, I'll link to those playlists in the show notes as well. For my wife and I, uh, we would probably actually probably go for the more upbeat, like best 90s alternative playlist ever. I linked to one of those in the show notes uh, because that's what was popular when we started dating. Or uh, a 2000s rock anthems. I linked to one of those. Uh, because that was what was popular when we first got married. Um, but honestly, we don't listen to music during sex much either because I like being able to hear every noise and every breath, especially if we're playing with something like edging. Um, but hopefully that gives you some ideas. Question four is, Jay, did you actually use the Tenuto by Mystery Vibe? Yes, you unpacked it, but did you ever try it with your lady? If so, was it any good? The current model, Tenuto 2, costs over $200, so a product review is what is needed, not a simple unpacking, Eric. Uh, yeah, I tried it, and honestly, I found it bulky and annoying, but I know others who love it, so I didn't do a review because, well, I figured I just wasn't a good candidate for it. Uh, if you're looking for something along the same lines, I'd go with something simpler like a Tor 2 from Lilo, and I'll link to that in the show notes. All right, question five starts. I am squeamish about giving my husband hand jobs. I want to give him pleasure, but when I give him a hand job, he ejaculates so much it's hard to catch it with tissues. He has finished on me by accident, and it gets on my hands and the bed sheets. I want to give him hand jobs, but I don't want it to get it on me or my hands or the sheets. How do I give him pleasure without a big mess? No, my mouth isn't a solution. So some quick ideas are use a condom. Many don't like this. In fact, I've received questions from husbands complaining about this. I'll, I'll link to one of them in the show notes as well. Uh, put a towel under him. Will it cause a mess? Yes, but then you have a towel right there to wipe it off and it doesn't get on the bed. Uh, in the shower is easy cleanup or you could just have sex instead. And that's pretty self-explanatory. Honestly, though, I would suggest just kind of getting over it. I'd say keep doing it, but don't let your brain make a big deal out of it. You know, 
changing diapers is disgusting at first, but after five kids, it's nothing. Uh, dealing with a dead animal is gross at first, but after a few dozen, it's just, oh, we lost another one. And just for reference, we're on a hobby farm hatching chickens and ducks and geese and quail, and we lose them sometimes. We're not accidentally killing dozens of cats and dogs or anything like that. Um, so I would just say, keep doing it. That way he can enjoy it and you can desensitize yourself to it and not have this conflict to worry about. Of course, this is assuming that you're actually just squeamish and not having full on ab reactions like a panic, panic attack or something. If that's the case, then I'd see a therapist because that's not a normal reaction. And I would guess that maybe you have something going on that needs to be dealt with. Question six is, here's something my wife and I wanted to know what your community, you and your community think about it. Background, wife and I are in the late 40s. Sex is pretty good two to three times a week. Wife is normally is pretty easy to orgasm. She's not a morning person. We don't ever have morning sex. That would be right before lunch two to three times a year. Uh, one Friday night, our kids were all gone. Wife just wasn't feeling like sex. I asked if we could try in the morning, 10.30 to 11 a.m. She agreed. We had a normal length of foreplay for us, including a vibrator we used regularly. Then we had a very long PIV session. Five and finger clit stimulation was used. My wife just wasn't getting there and gave me the okay. I'm done. You can finish. Uh, personally, I was surprised I managed to last that long. I offered to continue to work with her towards her orgasm. She said, no, you better shower and get the kids short cuddle time. And off to the shower I went. When I got out of the shower, I asked if we needed another try tonight. She said, nope, she was able to finish herself off. Uh, I was not surprised or offended. I was glad she was able to orgasm. I know your stance is no solo masturbating. It's interested in hearing what everyone thinks about this case. So my immediately thought was, immediate thought was I would have skipped the shower and been with her while she masturbated. Others echoed that they would have been, they would have a problem with the fact that it was hidden, that would, it excluded you, that you weren't part of it, and that you weren't given an invitation. Of course, we have some on the forum who disagree with my stance and see nothing wrong with it. Uh, as I've always said, you know, work in accordance with your own convictions. But I am curious why you're asking if there isn't something bothering you about it. For those who are interested in what my stance on solo masturbation is, you can check out the post, Why Masturbation is a Problem, whether you're single or married. Uh, I'll link to it in the show notes. Question seven is, I've tried to get my wife to masturbate for me and with me. She says she has never masturbated. While I believe she has always been truthful for me, I doubt this. I believe if she did it, it would help us both tremendously. We are older, I am having erection problems, and because of this, I think it would help us both. How can I convince her of this? She has very strong views about masturbation. I'm curious why you would doubt this. Statistically, this isn't hard to believe at all. Uh, I don't have a way to convince her because I don't know what her views are. Um, what you need to do is sit down and have an adult conversation about it. Don't try to convince her. Instead, try to understand her. Uh, I think this is a common problem that people have. They see a problem and assume they have a solution and that the other person just needs to be fixed. What if she's right? What if there is another solution? You know, your stance doesn't allow for that possibility at all. So sit down and have a talk about it. Uh, you try to understand her. She tries to understand you. Then find a solution that works for both of you. Uh, maybe with more understanding, one or both of you will shift your thinking. Maybe not. Uh, but if you do this, 
uh, at least you'll have a better understanding and appreciation for each other's stance. Question eight is, is oral sex okay within a Christian marriage? I really enjoy her giving me oral sex, and I enjoy giving her oral sex, but she says it's not natural and has stopped engaging in it. We've been married 51 years. We're both 72. I think it's okay within marriage, but that doesn't really help you, does it? The question is, why doesn't she? Talk to her about it and figure out what's bothering her about it, and why now? What's changed? As with the previous question, seek to understand her, and then maybe you'll find a path forward. And our last question is, hi, Jay, what are your thoughts on this website? Now, they put the website name in. I, I'm going to remove it because, frankly, I don't want to give them traffic, and I don't think it's a good place for people to go. Uh, but he continues, particularly in relation to men being polygamy in by nature and women being mainly monogamous by God's design. In particular, Second Samuel talks about how God blessed David with many wives. Does our Western culture and underlying feminism impact our view of scripture too much? So, like I said, I removed their website address because I'm not interested in giving that a platform. I've run across it before, and in short, I think they're just going to lead a lot of people astray, and they're trying to use the Bible to justify lust. I mean, a quick scan through it, and they flat out say that uh, God created women to be sexual objects. Women don't count in iron sharpened iron. They should just keep any thought that might be deemed critical to themselves. Uh, women don't need to consent to sex. Men should just take it when they want it. Men have every right to deny sex to their wives, but wives can't deny sex to their husbands. Women can't leave their husbands if they're actively cheating on them without remorse. Uh, women are owned by their husbands. Wives should be controlled by their husbands. Um, this website is basically a handbook for how to twist scripture in order to be an abusive husband. Anyways, I have a post on polygamy. You can, I'll link to it in the show notes and you can check it out if you're interested in my views on that subject. But in short, the Bible is quite clear. Every single time there is more than one wife or a husband, it goes badly. So what makes you think that you'd manage better than David, Solomon, Abraham, Isaac, and all the rest? And that's it for today. If you have a question of your own, you can ask it on our, our anonymous questions page. If you're a supporter of the Uncovering Intimacy, even at a dollar a month, you can ask it right in the forum itself and get a more interactive and faster responses from me and everyone else in the community. And yes, you can remain anonymous on the forum as well. Uh, most of our supporters use aliases, like I said, and joining the forum also gives you access to everyone else's anonymous questions as they're submitted. And that's it for today. Talk to you next time.